everyone. My name is Blake Stanley. I'm one of the pastors here at Three Circle Church, and I'm so excited to be uh, giving you another episode of what we're calling the 20 More Podcast. And so uh, we started this thing in our church, so you may have seen it if you're with us online or in person, called the 20 More Initiative. And there's three things that we're asking people to do essentially through the 20 More Initiative is grow with us, serve with us, and give um, and so those are the three commitments that we're asking everybody to make, and we'll give you more details on that in just a moment. And maybe you've already listened to like the first episode and you already heard this little commercial and you just want to fast forward or something like that. You can do that as well. Uh, but for those of you guys that have not, uh, what we're doing through this 20 more podcast is that we're interviewing some people who have been with us for a while. Like we had a conversation, the first episode was with Pastor Russell Krill. Pastor Russell Creel has been with Three Circle Church for 14 years, 14 years. And so um, so he was with us for quite a while. And uh, But we're also going to be having some conversations with people who have not been with us uh, very long at all. But nonetheless, they're a part of the 20-year journey of Three Circle Church, whether they joined us at 14 years or they joined us uh, a year or two or three or, like me, four years ago. And so uh, I am actually joined here today with some dear friends of mine who are just incredible people. Uh, it's the Midtown Campus team. This is not everybody, but this is a this is everybody that matters, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. Midtown people are listening to that and they're like, "How dare him?" I'm totally kidding. Uh, no, you know everybody at the Midtown Campus matters. Um, and uh, But I am gathered here today with our campus pastor, Micah Gaston, and I've got the dynamic duo here, Marcel and Whitney. And uh, why don't we do this before we get into a deep dialogue, a deep theological dialogue. Uh, why don't we um, go around the table here, and uh, the way that we're oriented, we'll hit Micah first, go to Sister Whitney, and then Brother Marcel, and uh, just introduce yourselves and... Uh, Tell us how long you've been a part of Three Circle Church. So, my name is Mikey Gasson, the campus pastor at Midtown Campus. Been there for a little over four years, and uh, it's been an incredible journey. God's done some incredible things in the rearview mirror and really anticipating uh, even more of the future. Just the great team we have, and uh, just looking forward to what's next. I am Whitney Joseph, been with Midtown Campus for one year, three months, and it's been a really fun journey. Awesome. Well, I'm Marcel I'm Joseph, and I am the worship uh, director and youth director there at Midtown Campus, and it's been phenomenal. Uh, we've been there, uh, like my wife said earlier, a year and three months, and it's been super fun, just learning everything, learning everybody, and um, yeah, doing what God has allowed me to do here, man. So it's been it's been awesome being a part of this team. All right, so let's just dive right in, and I'll start by just talking about uh, the Midtown Campus and how it kind of came to fruition, and then... Uh, you know, somewhere along the way, Micah's story is going to intersect. But uh, but basically, you know, I tell people all the time that in multi-site world that there's kind of two lanes uh, that we run in here at Three Circle Church. One, we have this lane called church revitalization. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have one that we haven't yet got into yet, but it's basically when you heat map an area and you find out that you're drawing X amount of people out of, out of a specific zip code. And so you go, you know what? I think it would be advantageous for the church to plant inside of this particular area. And so, um, and so we haven't done that just yet, but what we have been able to do is we have been able to, uh, to launch campuses through church revitalization. 
And so what I mean by that is that there's uh, several churches that we've been able to acquire. And uh, in the midst of that acquisition, we've been able to come in and uh, bring life to a church that would probably not be here today if we wouldn't have been able to intercept it, uh, if we wouldn't have been able to intercept them. And so uh, this particular church um, was Sage Avenue Baptist Church in Midtown. And uh, we got a call several years ago. And, uh, you know, we went over and had some great conversations with those that were in leadership and, and uh, through a process, uh, we made the decision to launch what is now known as Three Circle Midtown. And uh, so, Micah, why don't you tell them um, when you kind of came into the picture, when you kind of came into the story, and, um, and uh, you know, what God has just been up to? Yeah, so uh, my first day was actually the day after Easter, 2016, uh, and um, so uh, you know we came came on board really knowing that we had the most diverse three square miles in the state that God was calling us to, and knowing that God uh, would have for us to raise up a church that reflected the community, but ultimately reflected the community of heaven, uh, and so it reflected all the diversity that's there, whether that be class, color, culture, all those different layers of diversity um, that we tend to diver- differentiate, but God calls us to follow Jesus together. Uh, and so um, we began really just to get to know the context better and the community better. Uh, and really, uh, after a couple of years there of just being able to uh, kind of figure out our role and, and things with, with multi-site, we're able to really, uh, I think as a lot of it happened when you came, you came on board to help us really just, uh, you know, intentionally just really step into what Midtown is and how it was just different contextually than other other campuses. We begin to really do some significant changes in our methodology uh, down to how we do Sunday morning with welcoming people starting on the street with free coffee and donuts to, you know, Ransom Cafe being a couple years uh, in a service now. We've served over 9,000 meals to people in the community, uh, just having an opportunity to serve them a meal in the context of dignity where they give a small act of kindness or a small donation, yet we get a chance to serve them. Um, diversifying our staff, which I know we can talk more about that, and uh, and just intentionally saying we want to be a, um, a a multi-ethnic leadership team leading a multi-ethnic people group, um, and really um, and just all the things we've done to really intentionally reach an area that has a lot of opportunity and a lot of challenges, and so um, just uh, we've been able to begin to renew the missional impact in the community uh, in an important way that's helped for people to know that we're not just a church on a block, we're a church for the block. So that means people that live down the street are welcome there, and they feel like they're representing the leadership and the worship style, uh, that when we do service to the community, that it's not simply uh, that we serve the community, but we serve as the community, and we serve in a way that we love people, that they don't have to attend or, or be part of the church to know that we love them, we're for them, and for their families. And so I think just so many of those layers of things of just us really giving ourselves permission, you know, in those first conversations we had to say, how do we really do Midtown in the way God's called us to uh, that doesn't have to be identical to other campuses. It's very contextual and very intentional to what God has given us at Midtown. And I think God has blessed that, uh, and I think he's going to continue to bless that as we move forward. That's awesome, man. So you... um so you mentioned, you know, kind of the, uh, the the things that you guys have been able to launch, the initiatives that you've been able to launch, the reach to people inside of that community. Why don't you talk about the area of Midtown Mobile and 
and uh, you know just some of the challenges that that presents and you know the people that you're ministering to the people that God has given us the ability to minister to absolutely well you know it's it's very much like I tell people it's like a it's like a quilt you know you put together a quilt you have all these different pieces you kind of weave together uh, and uh, it's very much like a patchwork quilt when you just drive down the streets from the Midtown campus literally you can pull on one street and it's like broken down houses with boarded up windows uh, cars that hadn't functioned in years and then you literally drive down and take the next right uh, and it's like BMWs and Fallon man, man, uh, manicured lawns, like it's literally on top of one another, just the contextual, you know, people that are uh, uh, probably on much government assistance and people that, you know, are very well off. And so it's just literally from street to street. And so you have a lot of, you know, class diversity there, but it's also, you know, educational. You've got, uh, uh, particularly in our two-mile radius, you've got about 35% or so of the kids under the age of 18 that are under the national poverty line. And so, um, you know, they've got a lot of struggles in their family. And so uh, we have a lot of matriarchal homes so in other words mom or grandmother's doing a lot of the parenting um and so um and of course you know we have the challenge of having a and opportunity having a very young community so we have you know uh, about 60 percent of our two mile radius under the age of 40 and so we have a lot of very uh, young families and young kids and so a lot of what we feel like god's called us to do is uh, is minister and bring about change both through the gospel kids coming to follow Jesus, but also, you know, tangible ways to help them bring about, you know, what will be generational change. And so, um, so we're, we're walking through and asking ourselves questions about, um, you know, always the church we're doing, we're doing uh, ministry that is emergency aid. So this kid messed up and got kicked out of school or this kid's, uh, you know, in trouble with the law. And so how can we counsel, counsel with them and help them and disciple them? But also we want to begin to sow seeds of change generationally. And so part of the, that's the next kind of season for our team that we're praying through and processing now is how do we begin to sow seeds of change? So uh, not only you know, do what Jesus did, you know, Jesus brought healing and ministry effectively, you know, immediately then, but also they were, he was preaching the gospel at the same time. And so we're trying to ask ourselves over the next, you know, five to 10 years, how do we really increase our intentionality and strategy to begin to invest in kids very young and change the trajectory of their lives and their family, you know, whether that's helping them get better, better jobs and things as well, as well as provide opportunities for them to get out of bad situations uh, and teach them the gospel. And so that's Yeah, kind of- absolutely. Because you said it, I mean, you know, Jesus, uh, for him, heaven was a present reality. And so one of the things that Jesus was able to do was bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And so he was able to minister to the needs of the people that were in front of him. And that's what we're really working hard to do at, at our Midtown campus is to really meet the needs of the people. And, uh, you know, because of that, then we're able to kind of minister to their spiritual condition as well. And it's just amazing, uh, you know, the work that has happened over the last four years underneath your leadership. So with that said, we've got uh, a couple that kind of came to the table mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. About a year ago? Yeah. I wasn't listening when you told me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, a year and three months. So you guys have been with us for a year and three months. And, and, uh, and I was telling Marcel the other day, is that Marcel and uh, his wife, Whitney, that when they came to Three Circle Church, that they just didn't have a positive impact uh, (laughs) at the Midtown (laughs) campus, but they've had a positive impact that has impacted the whole. Like, Three Circle Church is better because you guys are here. And uh, so, you know, I really, really mean that. And, and, uh, you know, a part of, of, uh, of what we've been able to do and the reach that we've been able to have inside of the area that Micah just described so eloquently mm-hmm. uh, it is because of your leadership as well. Wow. And, uh, you know, we've drawn leaps and strides. And, and uh, you know, so, 
so, you know, this is what they do. You know, you got Marcel that mm -hmm. is uh, our worship director at the Midtown campus, but he also gives oversight to youth. And then Whitney mm -hmm. is, uh, is spanking kids on Sunday mornings. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hide <laughs> uh, your kids. Hide your kids, yeah. She's, she's ministering to our kids and has mm -hmm. done a fantastic job. And, and uh, you know, every time I come over there, and she tells me that I don't come over there often enough. I get that. <laughs> Passive-aggressively, she tells me that. But she'll take me into environments and go, look at this. And, I mean, completely renovating a church that has been around for a long time, right? Planted in 51. Yeah. 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 Planted in 51. Wow. wow. 1951. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, and so it's kind of being resurrected back to life, and, and people's lives are being transformed as a result of you guys being there. And so, Marcel, why don't you just kind of tell us your perspective and your journey? You know, you've been here for a short time, but, man, you've been just such a great fit for our whole team, uh, but specifically at the Midtown Campus. Why don't you tell us about about your journey and what led you uh, to want to leave the place that you grew up in, right, born and raised, yeah. to come to Mobile, Alabama? Tell for us sure, a little man. bit about that. Well, um, yeah, as far as leaving Orlando, man, it was it – was, uh, it was something that we knew God was calling us to do. We wasn't sure where we were going, uh, nor what we'd be doing after, you know, we left. But we knew he was calling for us to relocate in some capacity. And so um, we heard about Three Circle, and, and we got in touch with, with Micah and the team that um, was kind of overseeing that process of bringing someone in. And they grilled me like nobody's <laughs> business, and, and I appreciated it. But um, once I got here um, and I got off the plane, um, just from the time that I got off the plane to the time that our family left to go back um, to Orlando at the time, um, after our conversation here, we just knew that this was the place where God wanted us. Um, we fell in love with the culture. We fell in love with Midtown itself, the vision, the mission statement. Um, we fell in and just kind of not only those pieces, which are very vital, right, but like the actual functionality of that, like how it functioned. We fell in love with that. It was like, mm -hmm. this is how you do ministry. And so we um we fell in love with that man like because we had been working on trying to do church better for so long like having church service better for so long that we hadn't seen the missional side of it as much as we do here and so that part of it was very big for us so once we seen that we fell in love with it and so yeah we decided to come on over to three circle and uh and, and micah um and micah's been a okay dude <laughs> <laughs> no, he's been he's been he's been a, he's been he's been a great guy to like serve with man and just hearing his heart constantly um being able to to do life with him and his family has been it's been absolutely amazing and um and yeah I, I mean I love where we are um our our people are just phenomenal uh they're a uh they're a tricky little bunch but they are they are they are absolutely a joy I mean I, I, I really do I love you know getting a put my arms around them whenever I get a chance to. I'm just seeing all the things that we're doing at Ransom Cafe, uh, helping people on the street who are just kind of in between jobs and things of that sort. Or, you know, maybe there's someone who needs an idea of something. We, you know, we are able to not only give them a hand uh, a hand out, but a hand up. You know, that's kind of our, our philosophy. And just kind of seeing how that works has been tremendous. And all that is before I get to the platform on Sunday morning, you know. Um, so, and that piece of it is super rewarding because you get to you know worship and collectively you know lift your hands and give god praise and that that part of it is obviously where my heart is and and what i love to do and what i'm called to do but um it's just been so so good man like just learning a culture um plugging into it and and just embracing it has been super fun and yeah we love it we love it 
it's a pleasure to call this place home, like legit. And I don't just say that as a cliche. I'm serious. It, like we were, we had a little running joke about, you know, um, never mind. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll leave that alone. But yes, it is a pleasure to call Whitney this place home. Whitney gave you that look. You know, people can't, hey, people can't see the look that Whitney just gave you. Oh, she gives some looks. It's a podcast, but man. <laughs> I bet they oh, felt man. a tremor in the force. <laughs> she, she was like, you better not. And you shut it down. Oh, you shut it down. Yeah. Let's yeah. Hey, hey, I'm a submissive husband. You know, <laughs> in a sense, the Bible says, submit to one another. That's so, right. You know, Mutual you know, submission. Hey, I, 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 I submit it. So Whitney, what about you? So uh, let this be proof that women do not talk more than men. Oh. Might I say, okay. Pastor Micah and Marcel have rambled. I'm not a rambler. Oh, <laughs> just call wow. them out. Just, um, Love you this too, is what Whitney. we deal with every day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it's been awesome. Marcel pretty much summed up everything. Um, it's been something that we were actually praying for, just yeah. uh, longing for, praying for. God, you know, put us in a position to where how we see ministry. Um, being effective, put us in that place, you know, and show us and things we wanted to implement. Like we're able to freely do that here, and that is such a blessing. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really great. Yeah, and I'm done. <laughs> boom! No if rambling I could, there. Boom. Wow! If I no could add there. to my ramble, see? there you go. Um, see, I was telling Michael <laughs> on the way over here. I was telling him the the biggest piece that I've learned from being a part of the staff and just being here at Three Circle is intentionality. Like seeing that. Seeing, seeing that in motion and seeing that play out and and just how that how well that works that has been a game changer for me you know just in everything I do so I appreciate it whenever I see it and I think as a staff uh three circle has mastered that that art of intentionality so yeah wow hats off to the team there you go oh, yes. yeah yeah and so I was just reminded of uh, a prayer that Mike and I prayed when we were uh, searching for a worship leader because we, I mean, man, we had so many conversations leading yes, up to finally <laughs> uh, landing Marcel and Whitney. And uh, we were in a Certa's, uh, so Certa Coffee, you know, there used mm -hmm. to be two Certa's, one over here and uh, then the, the one in Mobile, and we were in the one in Mobile. And uh, we just kept talking about reiterating the fact that we needed to uh, – to hire someone like a Marcel to come in and be our worship leader. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we just kind of paused in the coffee shop and, and, uh, you know, I remember we prayed together mm -hmm. and uh, I was like, Jesus in Jesus name, <laughs> give us somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was one of those kinds of prayers, you know, like you had, uh, on them, huh? yeah, man, you know, yeah. You like the mighty name like, of what's, Jesus. What's wrong with this guy? We're <laughs> Yeah, in the mighty name of Jesus. We're in public. We're in public, Blake. You know, so Micah was a little embarrassed. Everything was shaking up in Orlando. Right. Yeah, exactly. Micah was a little embarrassed. But I remember praying a very specific prayer mm -hmm. and uh, just telling God this is that, you know, because we love Midtown. Mike and I loved Midtown. And, and uh, you know, we were uh, trying to get it on the right track and all of that good stuff. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I remember just telling God, you know, hey, I know that you love this place more than we do. And uh, you love the people more than we do. And uh, God, you know, we're looking for a position that we believe that you already know the, the who. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so you know, just start making that connection. And uh, believe it or not, we, um, you know, reached out to some mutual friends of ours who coached us really, you know, in urban ministry. It's probably the first church that we connected with that 
Yeah. Uh, because we had no idea what we were doing, okay. right? Definitely we learned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so we, we thought we knew we were yeah. doing. So yeah. here's the tip. Here's the tip for those of you guys that are listening to this podcast. When you don't know what you're doing, find someone that does know what they're doing <laughs> and pay them to coach you. There and you so go. that's what we did with the church in in uh inside of Tampa, Florida. And we that's actually awesome. asked them to help us find Marcel. And uh, you know, I can still remember uh the first time that we got on uh, a Zoom call, and uh, we sat down, and you were probably like, who are these two guys <laughs> with these strong southern accents uh, that are inviting me to come <laughs> come to Mobile, Alabama, of all places? Uh, but, man, I'm so thankful that you two got on that plane. Yeah. And uh, so let's just talk about uh, a little bit about, you know, what God is doing. You mentioned some stuff. You kind of rolled some stuff into this podcast. Rambled right on Rambled right on through it. So let's... <laughs> Yeah, so let's hone in on some of that stuff. So first of all, and, and like it's not going to be in any specific order, uh, but, you know, you guys just had a back-to-school bash, right? Oh, yeah. And so how many book bags did we end up giving out to kids inside of the community, Whitney? 435. 435. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's amazing. And then the year before that, it was about the same. And, right. And uh, what this is the third or fourth year that we've done that? Uh fourth fourth yeah yeah that's awesome that's amazing it really is. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's really incredible to be able to um to find out what the need of the community is and then be able to meet that need for sure yeah, and i mean it's been and that's yeah. one of the to me one of the beautiful things about being a uh, you know one church of multiple locations is you know with the size of our campus and, and with all the people involved in our campus uh, we might be able to do a back to school bash, but it would not be near the blessing that it is the community. It would not make near the impact that it, that it does. Uh, and people would not be able to feel just the love of three circle really wrap our arms around the community for a day to the extent we do, because it's a multi-campus yeah. engagement, you know, where we have people at every campus, of course the pandemic and all, we had to figure out new dynamics for this year. But I mean, uh, in, in normal circumstances each year, you know, we take up hundreds of book bags, we have hundreds of volunteers, uh, and uh, it's just an opportunity where literally thousands of people in the Midtown community get to see the tangible expression of the love of God for them to go back to school uh, in a way that, uh, you know, we would not be able to do it near to what we're able to do if it wasn't a multi-campus engagement. Yeah. You know, it's just a beautiful thing each year that people can count on the community for that sure. really show who what our heart is for, for, the, for the Midtown community. Yeah. And school is different over in Mobile you sure. know, this year, obviously, yeah. with the pandemic and, and uh, you know, we're virtual learning, uh, you know, in my family, but we're in in-person schools over here in Baldwin, but in Mobile, you know, they're virtual all the way through the first nine weeks, right? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so so with regards to that, uh, you know, we've been able to partner with the school system and launch, uh, launch something called the Midtown Learning Center. So you guys, whoever wants to, you know, who wants to take that? Who wants to take that one on? And uh, just kind of unpack for the people what the you Midtown Learning ramble, Center Micah? is. I, I mean, vote, I, I, I can the, always, I can I always can. ramble. I vote the non-rambler. The non-rambler. The non-rambler. <laughs> okay, well, let's have, let's have the non-rambler go for us, Brittany. Um, what you got? No pressure. We're Midtown just all Learning looking Center. At you right now. I, uh, it was for the community when this pandemic first started. We did the Love Our City weekday camp, um, and that was a week, and we were able to. I can't remember how many kids because you came, Marcel, a few days and helped out, but. Yeah. Um, it's quite a few. Quite a few. I think, like I think it was one million. If I <laughs> Let's just say that number. Let's yeah, rest right here. Yes. Yeah, let's rest right 
<laughs> but it was right at the top of the pandemic. Um, but we weren't able to provide more service like that because of, you know, just the safety of, you know, it was early in the, the whole situation. And we just wanted to be safe, but also make sure that the, the community knew that we were there. We were there for them. We were in this together. So Midtown Learning Center is just basically the same thing we were trying to provide for the community, especially for parents, families that have to return back to work. And it's just not safe to leave your kindergartner at home um, alone or with an older sibling who's not in a position to really care for that, that child um, in a safe way, especially with them entering into school. You know, it's so, it's, it's different, but we got I, I, let me tell you, this, these few days have been rough because <laughs> these kids do not want to sit in front of a computer. So to think if they were home with the older sibling, they're, they're not getting any work done. Um, and we just wanted to make sure that uh, families were safe and parents could still go to work. And because let's be honest, parents in our community, there's families that have to provide. They can't stay home. They don't have the choice to say, oh, I'll just stop working for this year and, you know, take a year off while my husband, um, you know, continues to work and make this great income. It's just not like that in our community. So especially for Mobile County, it was very beneficial for, for us to be there for them. Micah? Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, I just think it was, for us, it's also just continuing the relationship, you know, for people in the community that serve the community, you know, that we're for them. So, you know, working yeah. with Miss Reynolds and Spencer Westline mm -hmm. and being able to, you know, come and, and, and just sit in their office once again. We've done fall festivals, we've sponsored, stuff like that in the past, but just to say, you know, once again, just to say we're here for you and we recognize what you do in the community to serve families in our community and we want to provide this opportunity for at-risk families. Uh, and so, you know, just having those partnerships where we lock arms with uh, other organizations in the community just to say, hey, we're for you. Uh, and believing that, uh, that that's a that's a tangible way people can see that the gospel shapes how we do ministry. It's not simply y'all, you know, y'all come and worship with us, although we do want people to do that. Sure. Uh, we're going to be out in the community, you know, affecting, you know, bringing about, you know, positive change and renewal because we feel like that's a, a big part of people seeing the gospel on two feet, if you will, kind of, you mm -hmm. know. So uh, that's a big part of it for us. Yeah, because I do think that there's this um, portion of the gospel that often gets left off, uh, you know, because we typically want to have someone pray the prayer of faith and believe that Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we tell them that if they believe this, then they're saved. And uh, so, so that's where a lot of times people just go, okay, well, I've done that. I've checked that box. Mm -hmm. I'm finished. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in actuality... Uh, the gospel is so much more than that. Like that is literally just the springboard off of uh, the pool that you dive yeah. into. Yeah. So the gospel is not just that, but it's also participating in the restoration of all things. Yeah, and so good. that's what, you know, that's what we're doing at Midtown yeah. is that we're participating in a portion of the gospel. Like I said, often gets kind of lopped off mm -hmm. um, is that we get to participate in the restoration of all things is participating in that with uh, God. Yeah. And uh, it's just an awesome thing to be able to uh, to see that happen and the stories that are being told, the life change stories that are being told because the gospel is not only being preached, but it's being lived out inside of that context, which I think both are very, very, very important. Um, the, the other thing that I think is really cool, so four years ago, you and I have been here for about the same length of time, Micah. Yep. Uh, so about four years ago, uh, you know, just the the uh, the way that the building looked, and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's very antiquated, you know, very old building, 
Uh, it looks very different now. Uh, but the other thing that I'm probably more excited about than the renovations that we've been able to do uh, is the fact that we have become the peop- the the church that the city calls when they need something. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have picked up on that yes. or not. Yes. yes. But we have become that church, you know, inside of the community, inside of the Midtown area, yeah. uh, that if they need if they need help, they call us. And so that's how we kind of stumbled upon the Midtown Learning Center is that there was a need. Yeah. And they were like, you know who could help? Midtown. Three Circle Midtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's just so cool and unique to be a part of that kind of process, you know, to see that, you know, when the community needs something that they can call us because they know that we're going to answer. And, um, and of course they're probably seeing all the other things that we're doing, you know, in the margins of just Sunday church. That's just a small percentage of what we do. And uh, you mentioned the ransom cafe. So tell us a little bit more about that, what it's all about and how we've been able to, to use that as a tool as well to, to, uh, to once again, platform the gospel. Yeah, so uh, really central, and Marcel used the verbiage we like to use with people, particularly within our teams, is, you know, we don't give handouts because that takes away people's dignity and uh, and people's inherent worth, and, and they, they can lose awareness of the fact that each person's made in the image of God yeah. uh, and has talents and abilities they bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, even though they may be in generational poverty, even though their family may be in tatters, whatever their current circumstance may be sure. they're made in the image of god they have value and worth in god's side and so we want to we want to be people that uh intentionally raise that awareness in people in the way we serve them uh and not simply give them something but let them get something uh, or give something as well that that helps them celebrate what they bring to the table mm-hmm. and so the whole idea of ransom cafe is it doesn't operate like a soup kitchen that simply you receive a meal it operates uh by that hand up strategy where you're able to give something in exchange for the meal so a small act of kindness like mopping the floor after you finish or wiping down the table or making a small donation of any kind. Uh, it's never been about making profit. It's not a for-profit endeavor, but it is about raising awareness and keeping people, letting people have conversations at a nice meal in the context of their dignity. Uh, and so, um, like I said, we've served over 9,000 meals now. Wow. Uh, during the pandemic, we ramped it up to doing three days a week instead of just one day a week uh, just because we knew the unemployment numbers and the need was greater, you know, more now probably than ever. Uh, and so it's been a, it's, you know, we've had, uh, I think about eight people that have come to faith, been baptized for the past couple of years at a ransom. Uh, they're now part of our church. Um, you know, there, I don't know how many people, it also serves as the front door to our assistance, uh, ministry. So a lot of times people come and they need a, a nice shirt to go apply for a job or they need some, some clothes for their kids or, you know, they, uh, they need help with other things. And so we're able to use it as an opportunity to, to see other ways we might could, could bless them uh, uh, and help them as they take next steps. Because we tell people the biblical model is um, that we help you as you're helping you. Because the Bible says that each one is to bear their own burden, and then when the burden becomes too heavy, then that's when the community of faith steps in. And so we encourage people, as you're helping, let us help you as well. Uh, And so that's just one of the ways that we're trying to come alongside people and serve them in the context of their dignity to provide long-term solutions and sustainable change and not just simply emergency aid. Because emergency aid, you can just give time and time again if we don't also give tangible solutions. That's so good. Marcel, you got anything you want to snap onto that, brother? Man, it's just been, like I say, it's been a pleasure to see this thing in operation, like to see people being blessed weekly, um, to see how our team, uh, Susan, who is a, man, a ball of energy. <laughs> energy, for sure. Like, yeah. she she runs that thing week in and week out, mm-hmm. um, you know, putting volunteers to work and 
just kind of staffing it and, and doing really well by people. Um, she has a super huge heart. Mm-hmm. So to just see how that that kind of spills over into the assi- assistance lane, um, uh, that part of it is really cool too. So like I say, it's just it's cool to meet people who come there too, like just kind of hearing their stories and whatnot. And it's it's just overall just dope. It's very midtownish. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so our people right now are participating in this thing called the 20 more initiative. And, uh, and the whole concept of that is August 16th, we turn 20 years old as a church. And so we're inviting people to, uh, to grow, serve and give with us for 20 more, uh, because really we stand on the shoulders of people who were faithful to God. Uh, Cause really it's a two prong thing. It's the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, God doesn't need us, but he chooses us. Uh, and so as long as we're faithful and we're in partnership with God, you know, a lot of great things have happened. Uh, you know, you guys have been talking about them. Um, but let's let's turn our attention towards the next 20. So we've kind of talked about the history of Midtown, and, and uh, we've got uh, Marcel and Whitney, uh, that is now a part of the history of Midtown and Micah. That's now a part of the mm-hmm. uh, of part of the history of Midtown. The revitalization, the restoration of all things, the gospel that's being platformed in a variety of ways uh, at our Midtown campus. Let's turn our attention and just talk about what we're most excited about post pandemic. Because we went through a pandemic this year. You guys know that? Oh, Did you man, guys know I, that? I wasn't aware. I'm glad you mentioned <laughs> Or, or that, yeah. should I say we're going through a pandemic there this year. <laughs> uh, we don't know when the end is going nope. to uh, come, but we're going through a pandemic this year. But what's <laughs> but like what's most exciting to you? Like what are some things that you're looking forward to other than uh, your favorite places to eat and all that stuff? But what's some, uh, <laughs> s- some things that most excite you, you know, as you kind of look into the future at Midtown? So we start from this side again, okay? Um, <laughs> so I was like, who's, who's going? Um, I, I think I think that we, uh, you know, it has been as you talked about earlier, Blake. Just those those you know intentional prayers over, um, you know, God providing us the team we needed to to uh, to take the next steps. Uh, and uh, I th- I really believe that we have the team now that uh, that God. Uh, is put in place on purpose for us to take the next steps and really reach our community faithfully. Yeah. Uh, and we, and we, um, and we, I just feel like we're postured really for, for us to really reach the community really well. And I, I think that that intentionality piece I talked about earlier, the next five to 10 years where is we're looking at how do we really invest in changing the next generation that's growing at Midtown right now, uh, as we have this nonprofit and all we're doing and, uh, focusing on at risk kids and, and preaching the gospel to them in the context of, you know, relationships for them to know that they're adults that care them, can mentor them, but also just providing, you know, you know, skills for them to get a better job that's going to change if they're not college bound and you know how to deal with and de-escalate situations if they don't get involved in violence and, and some of those sort of things i feel like um so much of what we have done and, and will continue to do is just that you know um putting out fires if you will or emergency aid but the next step for us i really think is going to be that the um, people can look at that at that the block and say this family is different like this this kid was going this direction now his life is different like this this couple is now together that was broken like and and that begins to multiply you know and grow as i think this intentionality happens over the next few years um to where um we really get a reputation not just for what we do to meet so many tangible needs of the community 
but where people begin to see that that healthy families and people following Jesus and kids following Jesus, that the community is being rebuilt because what we're doing. So uh, that's what I see kind of over the horizon, you know, where we're heading. Uh, and that's happening now incrementally. But I'm looking forward to really seeing that multiply as we just step into these these next things God's called us to. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just to jump on what Micah was saying, um, just seeing that growth. I think I'm more excited about that, just seeing all those rooms. We have a family ministry building with mm-hmm. about, 20, is it 23 rooms on the first floor, if I'm counting all the I rooms? Think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know how many are upstairs that are just vacant, just empty. So I think I'm more excited to see just that second floor be opened up and, you know, being utilized for the community. Um, those programs where kids can come and grow academically, morally, um, family-wise, you know, uh, yeah. mentally, emotionally. So, For sure. Yeah. I think, man, I'm just looking at, like, the, the excitement of, of being able to um, – lead our people well you know what i mean and and lead them and worship well um kind of get building our teams there in midtown um whether it be our worship team or our band or whether it be our student ministry like just kind of building those teams so that they can i mean just take off man so i'm excited to see what that's going to be and yeah i'm glad i get to be a part of that because <laughs> it's been cool man like it's been i don't know if i i don't know if i can say that enough it's really been a super great learning experience but it's also been a a rewarding um time to just be a part of something this huge and that where you can tangibly or or visibly see how how much bigger than you it is and so like i'm excited to see that grow i'm excited to get other people a part of it and so we can just continue to grow and and be a super dope impact to midtown so yeah Yeah. there we go super dope i like that word i like that word Uh, in the dope sense. Hey, and I'm going to throw something in there too. Is that okay? Is that okay? I'm yeah. going to throw something in there as well. No. Um, okay. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> the end. No, but uh, you know, Whitney alluded to this is that we have a massive facility. Uh, when this church was built, that was in the day and age where Sunday school was, uh, you know, a resource that they used to, uh, to disciple people and so, uh, so they would build, you know, the worship center, but then they would also have all this educational space. And we're mm-hmm. a small group driven church. Uh, and so, so there's really not a need for all that square footage. Uh, uh, but the thing that I am looking forward to is figuring out how to leverage that facility. Because one of the greatest resources that a church has, uh, you know, is its facility. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's probably one of the most underutilized resources that we have as well, because church churches have been accused of just being open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, But the thing that I want to see happen at Midtown, and Micah even said it too, so just rifting off of some of what Whitney said and some of what, some of what Micah said as well, is that he talked about this nonprofit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're really prayerfully uh, moving the moving in the direction of figuring out how to create this uh, this other lane that can a uh, continue to perform ministry, but also b create revenue, yeah. uh, so that we can begin to uh, to minister to the people at a deep level, and, and and the needs at Midtown are different than the needs in Fairhope, and so you know the fact that we could. Uh, you know, use resume building as a platform to preach the gospel. Use mm-hmm. career training as a platform to preach the gospel. Partner with the city and figure out ways in which we can mm-hmm. get people, uh, you know, in Midtown into uh, much-needed uh, jobs and and uh, the crafts that are available in Midtown and 
and, and uh, you know, getting people access to that training. There's just so much uh, that we could do, and uh, I couldn't be more excited. In fact, you know, Chris and I talk about this all the time. Don't tell the other campuses this, <laughs> but uh, Midtown is one of our favorite campuses, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll come over to Midtown and like I'll walk out of the door and I just like I'm getting weepy right now and just thinking mm-hmm. about Midtown. Wow. Uh, you know, I'll walk out of the door because. Four years ago, it looked very different. Four years later, it looks uh, just a lot different, like the people that were reaching, the growth that has happened, the ministry that has went forth there. And my mind just drifts to, man, if we, if God could accomplish this through the team that he's assembled there mm-hmm. in four years, just imagine what he could do in four more. Yeah. Just imagine what he could do in four more, or better yet, just imagine what he could do in 20 more. Yeah. in 20 more years. And that's what this whole 20 more initiative is about, is to get people roped in to growing with us, serving with us, yeah. giving so that we can reach the community that mm-hmm. God has planted us in and all of our communities, but especially inside of Midtown Mobile. Amen. Well, for those of you guys that are listening, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that um, I hope that you enjoyed it, especially uh, Whitney just bashing on Micah and Marcel. That was amazing. And, Ramblers, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you can tell that there's great chemistry with this team, you know, right here. Hey, and and I'm just going to say this: maybe you're listening to this, and maybe you're going, you know, I. I feel called to go to Midtown and to help. Like, we're not going to turn you down, okay? That's right. Uh, We've had several people during the pandemic that have actually reached out to us. I've met with a guy in my office just the other day uh, that is going to be helping Midtown and, and, uh, you know, in a variety of ways. And so, um, and so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, that sounds like something that I want to be a part of or connected to, uh, then you can go to threecirclechurch.com. Uh, you can send an email to info at threecirclechurch.com, or you can send an email to Micah at threecirclechurch.com, M-I-C-A-H. That's right. Micah at threecirclechurch.com, and uh, we would love to get you plugged in there. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're looking forward to 20 more years of ministry. God bless you guys. Mm-hmm.